Boozehound Entertainment presents Scenes from the Attic. The Attic, Keeper of the Gruesome, the Horrifying, and the Shocking. Here in the dark place, leering over a typical neighborhood street, is where the phantasma lives. The Attic is where you experience disturbing scenes shared by haunted minds and morbid souls. Tonight, in this episode of Scenes from the Attic, we step into a mind desperate to avoid the inevitable. My name is Samuel, and I have a warning. You must listen to this all the way through. The life of all humanity depends on it. We are at a code red, and I fear things are about to shift, and you, whoever you are, may be the only one who can stop it. As I said, my name is Samuel Archibald Rothenberger, and for the... Shh, wait, hold on. Listen. Never mind. I, th- I, think, I think we're in the clear, at least for now. To put it bluntly, I know things that you and the rest of the world do not. I know these things because on my 24th birthday, September 5th, 1987, they started visiting me. The first time I didn't believe it. The first time I didn't believe it. But I remember the events of that night as clear as if it all happened yesterday. See, my girlfriend Sarah had just left to go home after a night of drinking and smoking weed, having sex, leaving me in this tangle of sheets. So there I am alone, lying with this giant stack of pillows under my head, in my bed, when a rotten stench blows in. It just came out of freaking nowhere. And then, there they were. Three of them. There's always, always three of them. No more, no less. Of course, at first, I thought I was hallucinating, you know, from all the drugs and the booze I'd consumed throughout the night. I rubbed my eyes so hard I saw stars, but they were still there when my vision cleared. So, with my heart beating a million miles an hour, I slowly leaned over to turn on my bedside lamp to chase away the shadows in the room and to get a better look at them. But a harmonious don't came from all three visitors. This was no figment of my imagination. These things were in my bedroom speaking to me. So in my manliest voice of voices, I told them to get the fuck out of my home. But their black eyes with no pupils just seemed to bore into every part of my body. My God, what are these creatures? I thought to myself while wrapping the blanket around my body already covered in goosebumps. A moment of dead silence followed the noises of my whimpering as my whole body started to convulse with the freezing temperature now moving throughout the room. It was then that I realized these things were not human. Through my chattering teeth, I was about to ask them who they were and what they wanted from me when one of them floated closer and said, Samuel, We are from the afterlife. You have been chosen to assist us to overthrow the living so we 
may reclaim Earth. I shook my head back and forth so hard it left me sore for weeks, but there was no telling them no. The last thing they said to me in this first meeting was, you don't have a choice, you belong to us now. When I woke, I was drenched in sweat from all the covers piled on top of me as the morning sun hit my face. Before I moved, I could feel the the hangover coming on and with my head fuzzy from the night before, it was easy to convince myself that that vision that I'd experienced was really just a bad dream. It was about a month or so before they came to visit me again and just as before, the chilling temperature and the rotten stench came with them. The first confessed that it was now time to begin, with another saying that I would not be hurt, and finally the third telling me that everything would be fine. Once again, I was face to face with these beings from the afterlife. To describe them is like trying to describe the color white. You know in those horror movies, especially ones like The Grudge or other Japanese movies, when they have these like black mist figure things, you know, like a, a, like a black mask kind of thing? Well, these things are the exact opposite. They're sort of whitish gray and they move very fluidly, like a mist or a fog. It's not really ghost-like, but sort of in the same neighborhood. And I, I, I know what you're thinking, these beings are ghosts. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I never believed in ghosts, but then I never believed in the afterlife before either. But over the last few years, I've been visited by over a thousand of them. And yes, yes, I keep track. I have a spiral notebook with hashes representing each one that visits. And I'd like to say that after all this time, I was used to the stench that lingered over them, but every time I had to keep myself from throwing up. Now the cold, that was easier to handle, especially when you buy a couple of electric blankets, three comforters, and some flannel sheets. But I guess you're wondering, you know, why they come to me, me of all people, right? I mean, that that's really what you want to know. Well, since the beginning of time, there have been only six people who shared my unique talent. At this moment, I am lucky enough to be the only one still alive. I now understand from them that I can see into the afterlife and I can see what happens to people after they die. I'm a vessel for the afterlife to come into this world. And that's a connection they use without mercy. For as long as I've remembered, I had these images pop into my head, but I never understood what I was seeing until the freezing phantoms told me. And yes, I've come up with a name for them, though they don't seem to find it very humorous. But I was tired of always referring to them as them. I'm not sure if they have any concept of time. It's taken the last few years for them to feed me their plan of attack against the living. And... It basically all boils down to them wanting to use my knowledge of this world and my visions of the afterlife, basically the things that they can't see. I'm absolutely scared to death for what the future entails. There's nothing I can do about it. I mean, they, they come and it's like I fall asleep or go into this trance 
And every vision I have during this time is different. I've never had the same one twice, but somehow the freezing phantoms capture it all and take that information back to the afterlife to use in their plans for the invasion against this world. I swear to you, I swear that I have tried stopping them and this insane idea they have. I took drugs to keep me awake, drugs to prevent me from having the visions they need me to have. I tried getting drunk and passing out before they arrived, but it all failed. All failed. Their powers are too strong and they were always able to get me into that trance and tap into my mind to take whatever they needed. At the end of every appearance, they made sure to tell me that I would be safe when the overthrow happened, but I found no comfort in those words. I mean, how would you like to live the last seven years having information stolen from your head every single night that will be used to kill every single human on earth? Soon after they started their little visits, I asked them why they wanted to overthrow the living. They confess that there is no heaven or hell. There's only a darkness and a cold, so cold nothing gets you warm. There's no music, no art, no food, no games, no joy. There's no sadness, no pain, nothing. And they don't want to exist in an eternity that lives in darkness. They want to be here where... They will be able to feel the sun's rays, hear the high pitch of laughter, and have hope in their hearts. And I get it. I do. I mean, I wouldn't want to be there either. But I also don't want to be the one who is responsible for ending the world. I mean, I can't be that guy. I just can't. And I can't live with this secret anymore. And this is why I'm recording my story. And I'm hoping tonight will be the last night they take anything from me. You're the first that I've told of this, and I'm depending on you to... Uh-oh. Uh-oh, they're here. You hear them, right? For some reason, they're early. Wait, wait. What's this? This doesn't make any sense. There are four of them. No, no, this can't be right. This can't be right. There's always just three. Always three. One, two, three, four. There's a heaviness in the air they bring with them. And I swear, there's a sadness in their black, soulless eyes. I don't understand what's going on. I don't believe what is in front of me for... And I see my mother, father, and my two sisters in place of the freezing phantoms. Wait, there's two more of them. I've never seen them before. Oh my God, help! Oh, jeez. I don't feel so good. I think someone's trying to kill me. Maybe it's those people that look like my family. Oh, God, the, the pain is constant and all over. <coughs> I, I feel sick to my stomach. <coughs> Someone, anyone, help. Oh, where where's the light gone? A, a, a muddy, a muddy darkness has fallen over my eyes. 
Oh, when, when was the last time I pulled in a lung full of air? Things are slowing down. Stop that bloody noise! I scream, but it goes on and on as if no one is listening to my yelling. The constant piercing hurts my ears, but maybe if I run towards that tunnel, I can escape it. But that tunnel is dark and I'll be alone. What if I just stop and ask for help, then everything will be alright again. I don't know, I, I, I think it's too late. There is no one here to help me. I see nothing. I feel nothing. The darkness has commanded me. The darkness is no friend of mine. Samuel began his journey into the afterlife seven years ago after his girlfriend Sarah died from alcohol poisoning on his 24th birthday. He couldn't cope with losing the love of his life and turned to heroin and alcohol to numb his pain. A month after Sarah's death, Samuel was fired as coach from the high school hockey team after he showed up to work under the influence. He went missing for three days before police found him naked and unresponsive in an abandoned building on the west side of town. He never regained consciousness. This has been Scenes from the Attic, produced by Booze Hound Entertainment. Visit WeAreBoozeHound.com for more shows and official merch. Follow We Are Booze Hound on Instagram and Twitter, and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Thank you for listening. Good night.